reports that say there's that 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 something hasn't happened are always interesting to me because as we know there are known knowns there are things we know we know we also know there are known unknowns that is to say we know there are some things we do not know but there are also unknown unknowns the ones we don't know we don't know and if one looks throughout the history of our country and other free countries it is the latter category that tend to be the difficult ones raised by a media Here's 1985. The country is England. No, stop. What? What do you think this is? No, we're. It's the intro to our show. No, it's not. Uh, okay, so we're just saying no to this. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna do a hard veto to. Oh, this. okay, cool. Yeah, no, great. Hey, why don't you do the, do the show intro? Okay. Uh, veto. Okay, yeah, we're cool. doing this now. Yeah, this is the fun game we're playing. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Well, so we just we have full veto power over the, anything that happens anymore. Mm, I'm gonna veto that. No one has vetoes now. Um, veto that. Veto. No, you can't. You don't have vetoes oh, anymore. Oh, you man. cannot do that. You're right. Well, that was short lived. I didn't even get to veto that much, except for that terrible opening. It was gonna be great. The year was 1985, and the country was England. <laughs> well, welcome. To our now, I guess, yeah, I guess I guess we're just doing our show. Welcome then, welcome to our now introless podcast. <sighs> My name is Duncan Gibbs, and I'm Malcolm Gibbs. This is our Jolly show, Old England. <laughs> this is <laughs> hello, governor. <laughs> this is our. Uh, this is this is our show, appraised by media. Where every week, me and my brother get in items. I come up with great ideas for the items, and he is a butthead. Uh, and Malcolm, why do we receive these items? Oh, that's actually pretty cool. As you know, I do all of the finances for this business. So on my frequent runs to the bank... I'm not so hot with numbers. <laughs> well, there's... That's why you're my number four guy. <laughs> so on one of my frequent runs to the bank to drop money in our joint account... I started noticing that they got rid of their usual, like, candy bowl full of dum-dums, you know? Okay. And this bank's pretty cool, because before this, it used to only have mystery-flavored dum-dums, so it was always a mystery. The, the, that's the best flavor. Exactly. My favorite flavor is mm, scrapings. <laughs> My favorite flavor is the mix of, like, when they do pina colada followed by blue raspberry right after yeah, I, I, like I said, mm, scrapings. <laughs> anyway, and I noticed that they had this new big jar, like a huge jar, just filled with all these trinkets and stuff. And you could just take one. They're like, hey, thanks for coming into the bank. Uh, take take a, take an item with you when you leave. And yeah, isn't that pretty crazy? The I... bank is now, we're being bankrolled for free with these items. This is the first item I grabbed from the Bank of Pangea. Uh, did you just, hold on, you grabbed multiple? Well, of course. I mean, did they have kind of like a one per customer rule? Yeah, and I always take like four or five mystery dum-dums. I know how many you dum-dums you buy when you bag a 
buy a bag of dum-dums, I have to assume that it's a similar idea when you buy a bag of mystical items to give out free. So you just like fucking booked it arms full. No one tried to stop you. I I grabbed three before Sharon, you know, gave me that look and was like, I'm kind of worried that you dropped off our money in the wrong bank. So I, how much did you drop off? We're not even bank of Pangea customers. No. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I don't even know how we had an account there. So how much did you drop off? I'd like to veto my ability to say that. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Yeah, uh, no comment. It, well, we better hope that these items make it back. It's, uh, I, don't worry. I cook the books anyway, so we're like, <laughs> good. Is that the secret ingredient to your beef wellington? Cooked books. <laughs> All right, what's the first item? That was a dumb joke. Dumb joke. Stupid show <laughs> What an idiot host Alright so The first item I grabbed from the bank This week This week Is um, This roll Of Double sided tape Oh okay it's, Just like Normal double sided Sticky tape It said it is made By the sticky bandit And It appears It says Unbreakable Permanent Caution <laughs> Double sided tape I, I think it's in, it's it's perfect, unbreakable double sided tape. Okay, okay, I like this. This seems horrible. This, yeah, I'm not sure what I would want to tape forever. I mean, like the pro the immediate problem is that like, like just imagine someone stepping on this. <laughs> well, you get like a a Ferris Bueller situation where you're gonna have to leave the shoe behind. Don't leave this tape out where people go barefoot. Or else. <laughs> Don't. You'll have to, like, explain it to their mom. No one wants to do that. My first idea with this tape is to just... We're not, it's not how you make money off of it. I just want to screw with future scientists where they're like, yeah, there were tectonic plates moving for, like, millions of years, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they just stopped. I like that idea, but you're going to have to convince James Cameron to take you to the bottom of the ocean in order to apply that double-sided yeah, sticky I mean, tape. You know how much James Cameron likes future devices. I'd give him just like half a roll of double-sided tape, and he'd be like, Dude, this is unbreakable. I'm yeah, gonna, I'll take you down there. I'll need a crew. And then we got that montage of us assembling our crew. I have to imagine that he'd probably use most of the sticky tape to to make an unbreakable submarine that he could take to any depth. (laughs) Look at this. It's a submarine. Don't. This isn't pressurized. I'm not going down there. I can't really think of any way to make any money with permanent double-sided tape. Other than, of course... The ability for this to be a great murder weapon. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the murder is literally just like uh, booby trapping. Ooh, I kind of like selling this to like a prankster, kind of just like a you know someone who just likes to have a good laugh. And maybe they, uh, I've got my friend Mary. Right, maybe Mary goes to uh, her best friend's house and pranks him by putting a little bit of tape on every single piece of silverware in the house. <laughs> Uh, and then Mary tapes all of the lights, which is permanently down. <laughs> and then you stop being friends with Mary. I like the uh, tape. I like the light switch one a lot because you basically just touch it. And then it's like, well, this is my life now. <laughs> I'm the light switcher. 
You know, man, I just wanted breakfast, and now I got spoons for hands. <laughs> do you think at that point you just like commit and just like roll in the silverware, <laughs> or do you think you try to like attach as many of them as your fingers as you could yeah, and pretend be, you're a spoon Wolverine, Edward Forkin hands, <laughs> these Forkin hands. Okay, so that's not that's not a good way to make money. Yeah, they ruled that one. Out. Even then, they'd be like, "I'll give you like ten dollars for it." I mean, other than all the other ways you can be a perfect murder weapon, taping someone's mouth shut, just taping like a right across the guy's doorway so they they just can't go anywhere forever, <laughs> and, but and like no all, one can get to but them. But like also just all like, their windows and yeah. also. <laughs> Like, they just, like, have to chop through the house. I guess that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's a good prank. <laughs> then you're waiting out there with a gun. See, I, I like imagining your uh, previous scenario of a man barefoot stepping on this tape. Because, like, he's going to die there. He might live, a like, a fine life, right? Like Just he, build the house around me. Right? Like, yeah, like he's, he's not going to, like, starve or opposite drown to death, but... His skeleton's gonna be there for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be pretty creepy. No, because I think it'll just. What would there. they do? Put a giant <laughs> coffin on the street? Like, I mean, it'll just be there long enough for his foot to completely degrade, and then the skeleton will be free to go about its skeleton yeah, business. Yeah, to go and finally, people. <laughs> The problem is that there's no room for escalation because what I want to do with this is set up the most amazing magic trick where you like are on the ground and you're just like, hmm, trained with hundreds of years for monk with monks to learn to defy gravity. <laughs> Behold. And you just take a step onto the wall with one foot, then a step onto the wall with the other <laughs> and foot. And you don't have the core strength of your body <laughs> just to hang in there. No, you do. And you're just like, like you, you've. You've David blamed this and you've just been training for years for this one illusion. So your abs are rock hard. They call him the human shelf. <laughs> Put anything on me. Honestly, I think I think it it's gonna bum us out. I don't want to go negative, but we do have to consider it. Stop saying that. We do really like to go negative. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I get no enjoyment from the image of a frustrated employee going to every toilet and taping then putting one side of the tape on the toilet seat and then just leaving. That's mean. Hey, uh, Bob, I really appreciate your work ethic. You're still the only one here. Yeah, I'm a uh, duct tape to this chair. <laughs> Send help. Call an ambulance. Call the police. <laughs> no, I can see if you, if you duct tape someone to their office chair, Odds are pretty high that they're not going to be doing that with their butt skin. I didn't even think about that. It's not very funny, but the man who steps on the tape basically just, like, rips off a lot of his skin. Yeah, that's, like, his only, like, <laughs> I gotta, I'm really late for work, and why was I walking to work barefoot? <laughs> you just put down, like, a piece of tape on, like, a busy New York sidewalk, and some guy's just going, like, full steam barefoot down the street. Yeah, he works at the uh, like shoe tryer on factory. At, I don't know REI or some other place where hippies work, and he's just walking to work, steps on it, and you just see guy like full motion stop without expecting it, and he's just sitting there like I really got to go to work. 
Oh, that hurts. Oh, wow, that hurts. And you just like some guy on the sidewalk is just like, and rips his foot off the sidewalk. And you clearly see that he left skin behind. Just. He just left his foot behind. <laughs> he's like a wolf. He's really like. <laughs> Wait, is this like 127 hours scenario where he's like, (laughs) fuck, I have to cut off my foot because someone just put tape on the sidewalk? Ooh, hey, that's not bad. You can make a series of documentaries. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, what are you. <laughs> a few moments later. So what you'd have to do is you'd have to put double-sided sticky tape on the ground. <laughs> you'd have to put like ten feet later another strip on a straight path down the sidewalk so that they step on it. Then they have to take off their shoe to keep going. <laughs> it's a series of traps. You just put down six pieces, five pieces of tape for just shoe, shoe, sock, sock, man who's stuck to the sidewalk. <laughs> After he got both shoes and a pair of socks stuck, he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like a square foot where like 40 other people have already been trapped. I did not think about that when I was thinking about the wolf scenario that we could really sell this to hunters who want to become like amazing trappers. Like who needs bear traps when some bear just like is stuck to the forest floor. And then he fucking eats his way through his arm. He like the animals don't do don't pull that shit. They do not have time. They are very late for their job. <laughs> Man, I gotta get to I gotta get to river? REI. <laughs> I think that's our best option. Selling it to bears? <laughs> hey bears, you wanna get back at that human? Oh, I got something for you. <laughs> Deers just line the ladder to the deer stand with double sided tape <laughs> and they're just standing there like, shoot me, Greg. Meets what are you back on do? the menu. <laughs> That's actually my worst nightmare, (laughs) (laughs) But the bear would have to be pretty clever to put a piece of tape down and then another one a little distance away and then another one a little distance away for shoe, sock, foot. It's just ladder. You put it on the the first, all of the rungs of the ladder. So he puts one hand on, second hand on. (laughs) He goes to pull that first hand and his feet are still firmly mounted on the ground. And then that bear's just standing there like outside a kicking distance. You've you've done it. I've just solved this. And then he has to like, while holding on to the uh, ladder, hop around the tree, escaping the bear. And he's like doing acrobatics and sick stunts to get away from the bear. And so right now, I've just come up with our solution. What is it? We make a new Jackie Chan movie. (laughs) But this time, it's a documentary. Uh, Jackie Chan versus the wild. (laughs) Jackie Chan versus permanently stuck to various objects. It's it's Chan versus wild. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) 
Then we do Chan versus food after we prank him and get his fortune. Knife. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Every season, we just put a new piece of tape on him and a new object. And like season 23, here comes Katamari yeah. Damas eats Jackie Chan to wreck some wildlife. He's just a collection of like a bear and multiple trees and a sidewalk panel. So we have to actually consider who we can sell this to and how much we can sell it for. Because I think, you know, studio executive, obviously that's the dream. I think we mark that guy way the hell up. The, but while we're displaying this in our store, what, what do we set the price at? How, who do, how do we market this to the average consumer? We don't, because this isn't for the average consumer. Hey, you and I agreed when we made this store that we would sell anything to anyone. You're, you're right. We how dare you exclude? <laughs> this is the store of zero standards. <laughs> I think we've got, actually, we've been really overthinking this. We sell it as the best goddamn surgical tape that's ever been invented. <laughs> you can just tape people back together. You don't need stitches, buddy. You need magic. <laughs> Except, wait a minute, blood can't flow between the tape. This is not a special membrane. Oh, no, I've horribly maimed you. Oh, God. No, just like instead of stitches, you're just like, let's tape that up. And but like if you just put it over the top, that is the worst kind of stitch because now you're stitched, you're stitched together. Sure. But you're also stitched to whatever you touch next, be it shirt or leaf from a strong <laughs> gust or a scalpel or I do kind of a wanna... dog that decides to sit on your lap. Oh, no. <laughs> no I'm dog lap, man. How do you put this tape down? <laughs> Oh, it knows. <laughs> the second thing to ever touch it gets stuck forever. Oh, it, oh, it knows. <laughs> There's just a bunch of strings of tape with like gloves attached to one side. No, like, of it's them. like once you attach it to something and you take your thumb off, that's when it gains its super stickiness. That's good. I'm thinking we do Katamari Damacy someone cover every square inch of someone's body in Derek. tape and then just roll him. Derek, we have an important task for you. All right. So I think that is a solid option B if we can't think of anything else to do with this tape. Ooh, utility belt. Ooh, we should sell this to Batman. What would God, Batman, why won't Batman ever call me back? What would Batman use it for? I don't, like d taping the Joker to a wall. <laughs> I didn't kill you. I didn't use a gun. Well, my job's done here. <laughs> All right, I think I think we should just do like thousand dollars till we get a better thousand dollars or best offer. Thousand dollars, and I'm I'm really leaning towards ultimate trapping tool. And then it teaches the hunter that they have to, they for, it forces them to field dress their meat because how else are you going to get it out? Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Let's sell it to hunt. Let's sell this as the, uh, the lightweight permit, it, the lightweight. It's a trapper keeper. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Gavel noise. <laughs> but all right. Uh, I'll go ahead and take, uh, the next one. Um, oh, Awesome. All right. This is uh, a Zippo lighter uh, that has uh, instructions engraved on it. This is the memory transfer lighter. When you share this lighter with someone, you will trade memories with them. Any memory? That's it. R a random memory. Yeah. Uh, this was submitted, by the way, by Russell Black. 
Thanks, Russell. Now, has he ever considered going by Rusty? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I don't think he'd be a fan. Now, I like this lighter. I kind of want to keep it for myself. Do you want to just... I'm, I've got enough useless information up here that I'm willing to just test it right now. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'd, there, there are very few places that I won't go, but your, inside your <laughs> you head is one o- of them. <laughs> you don't want to open up that door that cannot be closed. No, I really don't. Because, <laughs> like, it's pretty rad if I just get, like... If we what, like, what if we share the same memory of like Disney World, but just like from each other's perspectives, and we gain a new respect and like understanding of each of each other's point of view? That's pretty rad. What if I picture them? What if we accidentally switched memories, and you got my memory of that one time I ate an entire bag of peanuts, including shell, and then was on the toilet for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd get, hopefully with the memory, I wouldn't also gain like a sense of pain or context. Anytime I think about it, I get the pain and the context. (laughs) It haunts me. Please take my memory away. Ooh, I didn't think about that. You, okay. Straight, straight out the gate. I know how we sell this. We sell this to a failing psychologist. Someone who is, who has a martyr complex and is also a licensed practitioner of mind of mind magic you're only thinking about this one way though it becomes really difficult where we have to also find the psychologist who has no bad memories that he's just gonna then give the patient but like but like what you can do is like just like every session you're just like hey i I know your dog ran away when you were four and you never got over it you want to smoke and then you get the memory of them losing their virginity, and they still are like, I can't even remember it anymore. And I just am thinking about that time my dog died. Douglas, why? <laughs> his dog's name was Douglas. Oh, his dog's name is Douglas. Not the therapist. Maybe the therapist is also named Douglas. And then the therapist is like, breakthrough. <laughs> I found it. Get out of my office. I'm the problem. <laughs> Well, this is a real moment of insight. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Stan. Thanks, you've, Douglas. You've been a, you've been a real hell. <laughs> They're all named Douglas. <laughs> He's like, this is this is breaking so many laws. <laughs> now hold on a minute. <laughs> There's a law in the psychology community that you're not allowed to treat a patient with the same first name as you. <laughs> That's why Hannibal Lecter was so successful. <laughs> all right, so I think I genuinely think that like someone could use this to take on the burdens of the world, but I'm not sure that that person's going to be making a ton of money unless they're a licensed psychiatrist. But what if we sold this to a not so legitimate psychologist, you know, a Dr. Phil type. (laughs) And then he brings people on air and he's like, this week we've got a racist and someone of a minority color. <laughs> he tries to solve the world's problems and we get A plus TV out yeah, of it. Yeah, like that's the thing is like, because sometimes it results straight up. This is awesome. I'm. It sucks I'm, for Dr. Phil, who's also just trying to switch memories just in general. Well, just him. very clearly, I, we're not selling this to Dr. Phil. That guy can fuck clean off. He, went to, the high, he went to our rival high school. I, I don't want to pitch two TV shows in one episode. But like, you know, when they when the when the racist and the minority like realize each other's point of view, just that's just touching. 
but when the racist it just is filled with all of these memories of just things he already hates. Right? Like if, if the racist guy like gets the one memory of the Asian man driving bad, it's it's still gonna be some pretty good TV. Right? When like the when you sit him you give him the lighter and they share a smoke, and then the white guy just stands up and goes, I knew it. <laughs> Now, and I, I like to imagine that Dr. Phil also is smoking. He just adds like a third <laughs> a third element. Maybe you'll get a memory of that time my dog ran away. I'm not Douglas, a, why? I'm now a racist. And Bob over there, well, he's married to my wife Brenda. I think we I think Dr. Phil is the right choice here. Did we, did we nail this in one? I think we nailed it in one. Let's let's take another swing at it and apologize to the view to the listeners ahead of time that sorry if we nailed it in one. This <laughs> one isn't funny. Maybe we sell this to Jackie Chan and then we tape it to him. <laughs> then he can share a memory with the bears. <laughs> it's just you get a memory of one of Jackie Chan's amazing life moments and we just Or the bear it. gets a memory of Jackie Chan murdering a hundred other bears. <laughs> well, it's like the scene from The Simpsons after Jackie Chan has fought the bear and they're just like leaning against a tree sharing a cigarette. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like they have a good fight and then and then they come to understand each other a little better. Uh, no, it's, you just like it's a game show where you could just get Jackie Chan on the toilet memory, but you could get filming Rush Hour, and we call it Jackie Chan Adventures. Or we sell this to a method actor, <laughs> right? No, you hear about actors like all the time, like interviewing and going to meet the person they're about to play in some biographical thing. What if they could just like show up and be like Daniel Day Lewis arrested after trying to smoke a cigarette at the with the body of Abraham Lincoln, or more like Daniel Day Lewis arrested after trying to split a sweet spliff with George Bush. <laughs> I like that in this universe, Daniel Day Lewis was like Lincoln. Knock that one out of the park. Next most prolific president. Who we doing next? George Bush. Here's here's the short list: Coolidge, Polk, Buchanan, <laughs> Bush. Hey, what about Garfield? Oh, Garfield is good. Garfield is good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the guy I can smoke the fuck up with. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, President Blaze is in the Oval <laughs> Office. I'm Daniel Dewey. <laughs> Yeah, I think we I think we nailed this in one. Yeah, I, we're, we're getting farther <laughs> away. I don't think this is very good. Um, so Doctor Phil for like what? A million dollars a or billion? like billion? Like how about how about what uh, is Doctor Phil's per episode salary? You know what? Fuck this. If David Schwimmer can make a million dollars an episode, so can we. Yeah, I say we do it a million dollars every episode it's used for. We we can't sell this to Doctor Phil. We hate that guy. So instead, we'll make a new show like Dr. Phil, but it's even better. The host, Jackie Chan. The name of the show, Brotherhood of Chan. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even good. <laughs> Hi, I'm your host, Reese Witherspoon, and this is Memories. That's our show, everyone. <laughs> Gavel sound. <laughs> Woo! For a million dollars an episode. Yeah, a million dollars an episode to Reese Witherspoon. She's going to buy it herself. Gavel, Gavel sound. sound. All right. Um. Hey, guys. Yeah. 
Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Doppler cast. <laughs> this is our Doppler effect. This is our Doppler effect fan cast. <laughs> I'm your Doppler brother, Daria. <laughs> and I'm your other Doppler brother. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> All right, you good? <laughs> Get it together. We have to lead people out of the show. They're in the middle of the woods and we got to lead them out. Hey guys. Uh that's our that's our show for you. Uh thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Um if you liked our show, you can jump on our website www.georgewww.appraisedbymedia.com. From there, you can subscribe to us in different forms. Uh, check us out on iTunes, especially. Leaving a review is huge. It would be a big help. But if you don't want to take the time, tell us about a friend. We've made it really easy for you. We're on Twitter, at ABMcast. We're on Facebook.com, slash appraised by media. If you uh, are on that website, you can start the conversation. Comment on this most recent episode and tell us, the already better Jackie Chan joke that you've come up with. <laughs> yeah, we we were struggling. Yeah, I'm sure I didn't leave that in. But I think I also nailed it in one, which was the problem. <laughs> All um, right. on, our, on our site, you can get the discussion started. Huge shout outs, like major, major ups to Elliot Wandell. As you can see, we don't get a lot of conversations going. So Duncan was a bit overexcited to respond. I'm sorry if I scared you. I'm sorry if I lennied our comment section. <laughs> I just like the rabbit so he, much, George. You gave it the hug of death. I I love you very much, Elliot. I have built a bubblegum shrine to you in my closet. It's not creepy. It's not weird. It's not chewed bubblegum. It's just like those bubblegum bo- blocks that he built using Legos. <laughs> I, carved, I carved your face out of it. Or what I imagine your face looks like. Very handsome. <laughs> um, and actually, to get the discussion started, we're actually going to start a new segment. Yeah, every week we're going to close our podcast with a question that we want you guys to discuss. We'll post it on Facebook, Twitter, our website. Hit us up. Hit us up. Me and Duncan will even jump on the answer it ourselves. And you guys can respond to us and answer the question as well. Is that okay? I just. I guess uh, if you're volunteering, my <laughs> my. I'm sorry. I believe I'm paid hourly for this show. Yeah, you, you get paid in bubble gum. Where do you think you got it for the shrine? Uh, God, the I gotta question? get a. I gotta get a five percent increase on my paycheck. <laughs> what's the question though? What's the best prank? This week's question is: What's the best prank you could pull with the double-sided sticky tape? Let us know. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm stuck in